Hey, hey, everyone. Oh, my God. It's, God, I'm so bad at this show. introduction thing. Hey, welcome to another episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. My name is Jeff May. I have cool friends. Could you tell I was putting a pillow behind my back when I was talking there? You might not have. I don't know. Uh, thank you uh, for coming to another episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, my name is Jeff May, and I have an amazing, cool friend to introduce you to. Um, this guy is one of my favorite people. I just like him so much. But beyond that, he's also one of the most talented and up-and-coming and super involved writers, designers, artists that I know. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and and everyone else, Shogren. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. No, um, you, woof, you have, you have done some things lately, huh? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been busy. You uh, have done some things lately. <laughs> um, I mean, let's see. Uh, so uh, when I first met you or, or was aware of you, yeah. uh, was back when I was working at Sideshow. Right. Yeah. You had a piece released called Guru Del Toro. Yep. And that seems like it was one of the inaugural pieces from the Unruly Industries sort of like indie vinyl collector designer toy line. Yeah, that was like that was my like my birth into the vinyl toy industry in a way, because um, I had been interested in doing vinyl toys for a long time. And um, I I kind of contacted through designer con uh, and through talking to different people, I actually got the information from Tracy Tubera. Who I was a big oh, fan. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Who, you know, great, Tracy's great. All those guys are great. Uh, Jesse uh, Hernandez, um, all, everybody. Uh, I don't really. Oh, that's uh, Urban Aztec. I believe, urban, right? Yes, yeah. Urban Aztec. Sorry. Um, yeah, Everyone's all, got code names. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm, I go by Chogren, but my real name is Joseph Game. Okay. Um, why, why Chogren? Uh, Chogren was the nickname given to me as a kid uh, growing up in Ecuador, South America. Mm -hmm. It meant. Uh, as opposed to Ecuador, Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I am so, it's so programmed in my brain for me to always like clarify because growing up people would be like, where is that? So Ecuador, Ecuador. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, where's Ecuador? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we got the gist. Yeah. You're, it's like, you're Mexican, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, here generally they'll just be like, you're yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, no, no offense. A lot of my best friends and people that I love are Mexican, but you know, there is a little bit of a difference. <laughs> I would think a, so. Yeah. Being from another country. You know, what's weird <laughs> is in New England, uh, very rare. Yeah. Mexicans, uh, Puerto Ricans, much more common. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's very fascinating because I run into a lot less Puerto Ricans out in Los Angeles than I do in New England. Oh, wow. And so it's like, it's funny to see that like, uh, and cause I used to teach about like, you know, regional, um, settling and diasporas and all these different, oh, wow. I used to teach about immigration, um, throughout history. Oh, wow. And you know, and language and how it moves, uh, moves through and everything. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a big, you can always tell that when there's a big uh, group of um, specific like regions or, or people when there's uh, restaurants, the or, food, the yep. food. So uh, here, here in LA, I have found maybe like over the years, uh, three good spots. And like out of those three, I think one, you know, sadly closed during the pandemic. Uh, it, it, used to, it, it was called Rinconcito Equatoriano. It used to be right off LAX. And it was like like my grandmother's cooking. Was, oh, really? It was yeah. amazing. But sadly, it's not there anymore. And then I know there's a lot of big groups of uh, Ecuadorians in New York. Uh, or as they say, New Yorkans. So, so what we, I mean, obviously in New England, you know, we get much more common like Puerto Rican food. Yeah, yeah. However... Um, one thing that has been fascinating to me has been trying to find really great Indian food here because I didn't realize I got spoiled in Central Mass. In Central Mass, 
um, uh, there were like big computer companies in the 80s. Mm. And so you had this influx of Indian immigrants coming in working for these computer companies like Compaq, for example. Mm. And so what you would have is these really densely populated communities that would have amazing food. Oh. And, I, and so I really, really enjoyed Indian food um, in like the Shrewsbury, Massachusetts area. I learned, I learned how to eat like really good Indian food when I moved here to L.A., yeah, because uh, when I lived in uh, I lived in Philly, it was kind of just going to school and then going to work. I yeah. didn't kind of really ex- venture out a lot here in L.A., especially in the area that I was in. It's kind of you're you're thrown into diversity, like, yeah. you know, uh, not that Philadelphia doesn't have it. Philadelphia has it just like you kind of like need more like uh, a car, you know, to get around. I mean, now yeah. Philadelphia is one of those cities. Actually, you can get around without a car beautifully, not like here in L.A. Um, no, no, <laughs> no, no shade to L.A. But that's one of the things I li- that I miss about Philly in the East Coast is I could get from north to south Philly like that, you know, just getting, oh, yeah. just hopping. On Our the, public uh, transport is not what you consider great. So. So, yeah, I love all I love all kinds of foods anytime. I get to try out different things. I'm really into Korean food right now. Oh yeah, so love that. Do you have spots that you like to go to? This is a very specific. Not well. I I can't. You know what? I feel terrible. I don't remember the the names. I just like I just. There's a spot down the street from me that I just go in and. Oh uh, great. And yeah. My my uh, my pinball league. Yeah. Is in this killer um, Korean barbecue joint. Oh yeah. In uh, in Van Nuys called Ace Gogi, mm. and uh, it is just Korean barbecue and then like perfectly maintained pinball. Oh my gosh. And it's it's just like a dream. Ooh. It's legit the best. And then if you're looking for like Korean street food, there's a place called the Bun Shop yeah. in Koreatown, and it's I, I think Stephen Yun is a part owner. Oh wow. But I, I I used to be in that area all the time, and that was really really great. Like bow bow. Yeah. I I really I mean I know this is not like you know like traditional Korean, but I wish the Kogi would have like like a permanent <laughs> location. That's yeah. Kogi's yeah. great. Yeah. I love I love I love Roy. He's uh, just a genuinely nice person. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I worked with him on a TV show once. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. When I worked on the Taste. Oh, with, um, cool. Anthony Bourdain and them, and he came in. He was oh, super cool. Oh man, he was super cool. I'm gonna have to ask you now off mic or about your Bourdain story. I mean, was he okay? Or? He he and I got along very well. Oh good. Um, okay. and I and it was uh, it doesn't have to be off mic. Um, oh, okay. It seems very name droppy. Um, but what dude? I want to hear. I mean, like I dude, I I I was genuinely upset like when he passed away. Like you know, like I, he was one of my heroes. It's hard for me to say that he was a friend mm. because we didn't really have that much interaction yeah. outside of what we did at work and on Twitter. Yeah. Um. I will say that we were friendly and we got along very well. Yeah. You know, he's a friend from work. Um, But he was like, he was the real deal. He was super nice. Okay. So here's the deal. What he doesn't like is writing. (laughs) He really didn't like that. So if you were clearly trying to be, you you can tell, and you can tell that that's part of his person trying to impress. Um, uh, However, um, he, and, and we, you're pretty much told, cause I had a very low on the totem pole job. I was a production assistant, literally the bottom the bottomest of the barrel. Um, and my job, you know, I was just babysitting contestants and, yeah. you know, moving stuff around or, you know, chairs and shit. Yeah. You're told, you know, don't. These are, dude, these are the best yeah. stories. Like Bill Hader being Arnold's assistant. Yes. Know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do it. Take a leadership skills. Um, so I'm sitting there. And we and we're not supposed to interact with them, but he, he we all were in the same area all the time. Yeah. And all he wanted to talk about was comic books, fighting, 
and comedy. That's amazing. That's all he wanted to talk Which about. Which makes sense because he, like, the comic book. Those movie. are his interests, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, he wrote Get Jiro, which I that's, I loved that book. Yeah, I still need to read it. Um, yeah. So it was funny. Because that's about a sushi chef, right? That's like a... It's like a, a post-apocalyptic kind of like Blade Runner-ish sushi he, chef thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... And he loved talking about comedy. And he knew I was a comedian. And cool. he knew I was a boxer. And he knew I was a comic book nerd. Right. So he kept like jumping in right. to what we were talking about. And then we would just talk with him like he was a dude. Right. And... We would get like, I, I got talked to mm. about it by my, and I had to say, I was like, look, this guy, you're like, I, I was like, this is, and also he, what he, am I, what am I supposed to tell him? Stop talking to me. He cut his teeth in new England too. He was a, he was a cook yeah. on, in Cape Cod. Yeah. And I was like, look, man, I was like, if a guy, if the, if my boss and my boss, like this guy's not only the star of the show, he's the producer of the show. Yeah. And I was like, if my boss's boss's boss wants to interact with me, I can't tell him to go f*** himself. Yeah. I'm, and I said, you need to understand I'm not trying to get this guy yeah. interested. Like yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be his buddy. I'm not trying to be his friend. Right. I just, he's another guy that yeah. I work with and that's fine. Well, and it's probably, it was his way of like getting some kind of realism while navigating through the Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. You know, and he would tell so, these crazy stories. Like he, he would stay at the, um, Chateau Marmont, right? That's where he was staying and get in and out. So, and he, oh, he <laughs> loved in and out. That was a thing that he and I actually would, would yeah. not necessarily butt heads over because I wasn't going to like particularly argue with him, but I don't think it, I think in and out is, Oh, that's a, right. I forgot that you, it's like, egregiously overrated, oh, but my, it's fine. Um, are you, are you a Whataburger guy? No, no, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, I think In-N-Out's a perfectly serviceable three to four dollar burger. It is. Um, if you were to ask me to choose between In-N-Out and Fat Burger, it would be Fat Burger a million yeah. times over, or something comparable. I'd rather have Burger King. Yeah, um, um, I think it tastes better than I've, In-N-Out. I've, if you had, if I had to pick from the three chains, yeah. the, the, the big three, I always go with Wendy's because the fact that the the fact that the burger is sticking out of the bun has always been like I'm getting, you just like I'm, that I'm getting value extra man. burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm getting value. Talk about a value menu. <laughs> yeah, so he was he was really cool, and you know he he was he told me this story. He's like, you want to hear the coolest story? Uh, and I was like, I want to hear it. Now. I was like, yes, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, author of several books, and star of many TV shows. If you have a secret story that you want to tell me, I want to hear it. And he was like, he goes, I was at the Chateau. And yeah. he's like, I had just sat down and he got in a f- burger. Oh and he's God. like, and I was sitting down to eat and some, like the waiter tapped him or like the server or whoever was in the area mm-hmm. of the lounger. I've, I gotta be honest, I've never been there. I don't know what the area was, but he's yeah. like, somebody that worked there tapped him. He says, those gentlemen are inviting you to join them. And he was like, oh, whatever. And then he looks up and it's like Mel Brooks. <laughs> and so I, I think it was either Mel Brooks and, and Carl Reiner or Mel Brooks and somebody. And he wow. and he was just like, he's like, do you understand how important young Frankenstein is to me? And he was like, just geek. And seeing this guy who is just like the king of playing it cool, just geek out, yeah. like giddy yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just super geeking out. Um, That's amazing. And he would be like, oh, you know, did you watch Doug Stanhope's new special? You got to watch it. It's so funny. Or like, oh, do you, you know, do you like Rob Delaney? I was like, I I think his writing is good. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his standup. And he's like, his new book is awesome. You got to read it. And I was like, I'll be on the lookout for it. The next day he comes out of his trailer at lunch and like walks over to me with the book and gives me the book. (laughs) And everybody's just staring at me and i'm like I don't, i'm sorry i don't i don't know and then i was telling somebody this story 
Yeah. That we had worked on the same show together. He worked as like a grip or something, and I'd mentioned the story, and and he was like, "You're that guy." Like that was a thing. That's cool. and and like it's cool, but also it made me feel really self conscious. Right, right, right. About that because right. I was just trying to do my job. I've been I've been in that position too. Um, I can I can't pinpoint it right now, but it's just kind of sort of like I I, I cannot help this person coming over to talk to me, and then I it was always. Like the producer almost kind of told me like, Hey, um, you know, they need to focus on doing this. I'm like, I'm, they're coming to me. Yeah. I'm not doing anything I can't do it. out of my way. You know, it's so, hard. It's hard because so. you know, it's, it's also, it's not like I was like too cool for it. Like I still thought it was really cool, but yeah, of course, but he was also like a lot of dudes that I've talked to from back home. And I like that. I like having right. real conversations with people, not this like, Oh my God, I like, yeah. I, I like the work you do, which I did, yeah, but I wasn't yeah, yeah. going to be a weirdo about it. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, by the way, <laughs> because uh, this is about you. Yeah. You did the Guru Del Toro piece. No, no, dude, dude. But you know what? I love hearing this stuff about you. This is great. I'm learning so much about but you. The, but yeah. This but, is connected a bit to you now because yeah. Yeah. Guru Del Toro, You. it was essentially, it is an idol mm-hmm. of Guillermo Del Toro, six-armed idol. Yeah. And each arm represents uh, a non-copyright violation <laughs> of the properties that he has worked on. Yeah. It's uh, when, I, okay, so the, to give some uh, context or some uh, background story, uh, the Guru, the original Guru del Toro was done for an art show I curated in 2015 for Gallery 1988. Um, it was uh, the original one was done out of resin. Um, it was sculpted by my friend Taylor Brown, um, based on on my design. And um, that show was one of those pivotal shows for me because I always looked at art galleries as my way of like shooting my shot, like hmm. not, not necessarily shooting my shot, but like to challenge myself. I'm like, what haven't I done yet as an artist? Like, um, I, I was doing, pushing myself to do screen prints. I was doing like, I, I was already doing a lot of illustration stuff. Um, but I was like, what haven't I done yet that I want to do is and like, I, I was like, the year before I had done a, it was the 85th anniversary of Popeye. I had done a Popeye uh, art show officially licensed, uh, which was um, officially licensed shows are a huge pain in the ass. Oh, but the I, amount of like hoops you have to jump. Yeah, there that. was yeah. like there was literally um, a Popeye piece that we got. The guy was so clever. It was actually one of the best pieces. I actually own it now. Um, oh, really? <laughs> it's, but we had to take it out of the show because um, it's literally uh, the whole piece is like a bunch of Popeyes beating the sh- of each other but oh. but in 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 this like was it of the different eras of popeye or is it all the same kind of version no it, of it was just literally this cluster of like popeye arms like <laughs> it's just like this whole piece was just literally popeye arms just you know doing the punching uh, oh cool like, the, oh, like the, in a cloud like like in a, like almost in a cloud but like it was just made out of all popeye fists but in the in, in there somewhere one of the arms was getting uh shut up shot up with um a heroin Oh yeah. And, and then, um, and then the other one I think, uh, was, uh, he drew a dick in there somewhere. So oh, yeah. Yeah. They're not going to want It's kind of like, yeah. it's almost kind of like, it almost became kind of like a, like a, like a where's Waldo. Yes. You know? So he kind of sort of like knew it was like, huh, they'll never find this. And you know, they found of it. Of course so they it, did. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, skip up the poo. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot myself up there. I'm gonna so, so essentially, that from I'm just picturing him do the do the heroin thing, and then instead of the arms getting big, he just falls asleep. I mean, it would have been even more hilarious if like the 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 needle would have had like a spinach spinach. Like, yeah, I, I thought there was gonna be spinach. No, in the needle, yeah. no, it was just straight up like. Um, 
but um and then on top of it like he made that arm extra veiny too i'm like ah oh, dude come on man yeah. yeah yeah but no but i love that piece um <laughs> Uh, but anyways, out of that show, I, I, I was like, okay, I'm like, this is super important. The reason that show was super important to me is because my grandfather in Ecuador used to be, um, a sailor. Uh, he was in the Marines. He was in the Ecuadorian Marines. The one, the one war that Ecuador had that they always talk about in 1941. And it's literally, I always say this, um, and maybe I shouldn't say it, but like Ecuador is kind of like the, is like the Poland of South America because yeah. every other country around, around it was trying to take a piece of it oh, yeah. uh, little by little. So, um, the war that my grandfather fought was called the Batalla, the battle of Hambali, which was, a uh, basically Ecuador against Peru. And it's one of those stories that has like stayed with me all these years because the actual f battleship that my grandfather fought in is actually a museum in Ecuador that you can actually go visit. Oh, damn. Go visit. And my grandfather's pictures there, which is insane. So, but the crazy thing about that battle was that it was like the Ecuadorian ship was like tiny compared to the Armada the, from the Peruvians. It was, oh, yeah. It was Ecuador against Peru. So I, I always thought it was cool that Ecuador won that battle, you know, with, yeah. a, with a small boat. You know, um, but anyways, so growing up, my grandfather even looked like Popeye. He kind of sort of had like that gr kind of gruff, Big, you know, those like that sea face. So yeah, I would, yeah, I would yeah. essentially, when I watch Popeye cartoons, I'm like, oh, it's cartoons of my grandfather. Oh, wow. So for me, it was kind of sort of like a two for, um, uh, also Popeye for me is a huge influence as an artist. If you look at my artwork, I always like, I don't, I don't necessarily have Popeye arms, but I have those thick, okay. arm, thick uh, arms. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, yeah. what, looking at influences, yeah, one yeah. of the things that I noticed in your art, cause I went to your website looked at a lot of your your prints and everything like that yeah is that you definitely seem to have like i don't know if it's it, obviously it's not the haze code but like the pre mickey style of animation back yeah. when like it was always like the devil dancing and shit like that yeah, or like yeah. people and they were like rotoscoping cab calloway and yeah or whatever like yeah. that is a clear energy that i get from from the style of of anime of it, of your drawing it was a very punk rock time for animation oh, it was um, wild yeah um and one of my biggest influences and i always love to name drop him and anything that i do is uh, uh besides popeye popeye was created by ec cigar and then it became popular even more popular because of the fleischer brothers yes um so the fleischer cartoons is actually what made the spinach eating popular in the original comics popeye rubbed uh this hen this magical hen and that's where he got yeah. his uh, strength you know it's so, funny about the spinach too what the reason that everyone thinks that it's so like rich in in uh what, what is it iron, <laughs> iron or, yeah it is because of a it was like a i think bird's eye screwed up on a decimal point uh <laughs> for like uh, the iron content i just love those like even those little commercials back then like for kids to eat their spinach it was like i think one of the famous one was this little girl that was getting bullied and then she eats the spinach and beats the crap out of this like bigger kid it's, it's great I, I mean i did that's yeah. i ate spinach because yeah. of popeye yeah yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah. i still do today um so anyway so the other guy that's a huge influence on me um is of iWorks, who is the co-creator of uh, mickey mouse yeah um a lot of people don't know that you know I, I always love the line where walt's like it all started with a mouse and i always want to add like drawn by a buyers yeah <laughs> so um one of my life goals before i die is to someday have enough of i don't want to say power but enough like you know like know enough people where i can be like you know what you should do you should build a statue of up iwerks in the parks yeah because he needs to be there right next with walt because he is as pivotal it's to, like to to the building of all this stuff as Walt, especially you know, in California Adventure, you know that's not going to happen. It will, and it because will Disney <laughs> is so fierce, if Disney admits, yeah, 
that. Yeah. Well, they the, have. They have. They, yeah. But if they oh, take an official, oh, yeah, unof- yeah, like yeah. the the legal ramifications uh, that can come from that are insane. I, it's like you see it, like, yeah. and it's the same thing with Bob Kane and Bill Finger with Batman. Well, that that was a little bit more. Uh, 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 the thing, the thing with Ub is, but Ub Ub like left the studio and he literally like just like kind of like not sold all his rights, but he just basically signed off like, just like, yeah, whatever, you know, he later came back and you know, him and uh, like a lot of people think like they had a falling out. They did have a falling out, but up then later came back and literally became like started like the Imagineering program for, for now. Is that your favorite um, animation? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Animator. Yeah. Everybody is like the nine old men. I'm like, nine old men like it started with a works i mean <laughs> so, i'm a for me personally i shouldn't say the nine old men i like the nine old men fine they're all super yeah. talented for those of you that are not aware the nine old men are considered the fathers of what we consider the modern day style of animation that you would get from disney they call them the nine old men because they were there forever right um and they and it really sort of that they even many people think that they were kind of the reason that a lot of upstart animators yeah. left disney when you think of like people like um don bluth yeah. Uh, or even Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, yeah. All those, um, all those, the nine old men are basically gods here because everybody that went to CalArts had them like as teachers. And a lot of those guys are genuinely a amazing artist. Yes. Like um, uh, Ward, Ward Kimball is like such a character. He shared the same love of trains like with Walt. Walt yeah. like, you know, built a his own like little train in the backyard and you know, um, and there's a, there's a museum here that you can go every, yeah. every, I think it's like every first or s- third Sunday, you can go here in Burbank and look at Walt's like train museum. I feel like a casual because of how much I love Chuck Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because Chuck Jones, I think mastered, um, animation timing better than anybody oh, else. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't think anybody hit him comedic and, timing. Him, the and, way he him did. and Avery. Oh, Tex Avery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. those two. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's Tex Avery. Most famously, I think uh, the wolf whistle, I think yes. is the thing that most people would, would associate with Tex Avery. Yeah. Chuck Jones obviously would be the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the thing. And those, the, the better versions of Tom and Jerry. Oh, absolutely. Which, although I do like those early Hanna-Barbera ones. Well, they're so exceedingly violent dude, that it is, dude, it is wild. I rewatched yeah. some of them. There's some like, brutal some brutal but there's some also some adult shit in there that i'm just like how cartoons <laughs> okay okay we can talk about that for a second because cartoons yeah. the the idea that cartoons are for children ignores that cartoons were a new comedy medium yes essentially yes for everyone and if you look at who these characters were doing impressions of yeah they were all adult entertainers yeah that were that were in there for adults like we think of like foghorn leghorn as foghorn leghorn not that dude's character that they were clearly ripping off yeah yeah, yeah. or the same thing with like bugs bunny like bugs bunny is an impression of clark gable yeah like like people don't really think about that now because they've been for children for such a long period of time right but they're they're, they've always been relatively adult um they've just been tongue-in-cheek about it and been accessible to everybody and not and not to go back to you know well i guess this is a good segue back to del toro that's what i want yes because of pinocchio he just did yeah and and he's been saying animation animation is not is a medium it's not a genre you know in in pseudo preparation for this show yeah I watched Pinocchio yesterday. Did you cry a lot? I cried at the end so hard. <laughs> I watched that movie like five. I, times. the final scene of that movie. So good. 
is the I'm tearing up right now thinking about it and yeah. I'm not even kidding you here. I'm not I'm not messing with you. Yeah. That ending, I mean it's a beautiful movie. Um it's really really well done and as you're watching it half the time you're like I can't believe this is puppetry. Yeah. Like you can't you keep saying that, which actually to me was even a bit of a problem because I'm watching this movie yeah. so it, obsessed with the technical aspect that right. I'm missing some of the story. Um, but then, but, when, but then when you finish watching, you realize how genius it is that it, that it is stop motion and it is puppets. It, it's per. It, it was a a perfect film. And the fact that all the human characters ha were like latex, like kind of like built like old puppets, and Pinocchio was the only one that was like had like three D printed parts because they wanted to have like that feeling that he was made different. Of wood, yeah, yeah, that he was yeah, like you know. such an outsider in that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with with that too, now the so the Guru del Toro piece uh, is released. It's got this very great gold, which yeah. wasn't the original intent. Was that the original intent or gold? Or when you, when you guys were in the process, you're like, you know, this actually looks more like the idol. Well, you know, it's funny because I thought about the idol, but then when I was designing it, I was like. Because I was like, I was th I wanted when I was designing um, when I was designing the the original figure. So to to go back to to Popeye really quick. When I did that Popeye show, I did I was like I want to do um, that was my first time I I I I did like a three D thing of my art, and it was like a revelation. It's like it was like ecstasy because seeing then your artwork come to three D, it was like just like mind blowing. So I collaborated with this buddy of mine, uh, Tommy. Um, oh my gosh, he's gonna hate me now that I forgot his last name. Um, but my friend, my buddy Tommy, uh, sculpted this Popeye sculpture, uh, sculpture based on my design for that show, and we painted it gold. So I was like, I started thinking almost kind of like, oh, if I do another one of these, like, you know, maybe I can do like a series where like it's like these gold statues. Mm -hmm. But with the Guillermo one, it made even more sense because I when I was designing it and I was I was basically the idea came from like I look at Guillermo as a guru. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like what I want. It originally was going to be called. And you didn't know him. Uh, I had known him from different like signing events. OK, so you had met him and you were familiar with. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He's eerily accessible. He is. He he. That's that's why it's so easy to fall in love with him, because yeah. he's one of us. You know, uh, one of us. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, you know, oddly enough, that's one of his favorite movies of all time. Uh, you can definitely see it in uh, Nightmare Alley. In Freaks, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The influence of Freaks on, on Nightmare Alley. But then when I look, when I started doing, when I did, um, it was originally going to be called Buddha del Toro. So I was going to kind of do a Buddha, Buddha style, yeah. Buddha style of Guillermo. And then I thought like, you know what? Like, um, I've always wanted to do a design. I had done designs before where it was like the six arms. I was like, let me do that because then I can do kind of representations of the things that he loves in all mm -hmm. his movies. So one of them was Hellboy. Another one was like a tentacle. You did put him. that specific rim, right? Yeah. But, well, or like Lovecraft. I wanted to kind of oh, make okay. it vague enough. Where well, I, yeah, because you don't want to do the actual property. I understand right, right. that too. You know, there, were, there, were, there was one that was like definitely a kaiju on for Pacific Rim, but it still kind of like was va drawn vague enough. Yeah, you a kaiju I, doesn't it, happen because he was a big Sideshow fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in oh, in that fact that he put a sideshow shipping container in Pacific Rim. Well, and and now that we're talking about sideshow, really quick, I just want to say thank you to my friend David Igo, who definitely put in a good word for me. Well, <laughs> uh, friend of the show and yeah. former guest David yeah. Igo, and personal friend of mine as yeah, well. Yeah, he, one of the one of the best man. If, if 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 there was a version of Captain America as an artist, he's he's it. Nobody champions <laughs> artists more than David Igo, in yes. my opinion. Yeah, he 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 finds the bright 
right people. He teaches the right people. Yes. I took it. I took his seabrush class. Uh, or did you take it with like Adi Granov and, uh, I actually, and no. Olivia Debardinis and all them? I took it. I had a class when I was uh, one of the art, artists in it was Dave Wilkins. Um, oh, yeah. yeah the 400 pound ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still like, I'm still upset. I, I, I was going to do a, an El Sambo uh, variant cover and I just never got around to it. So one of these days, Dave promise um sorry to to go back to the guru del toro so when i was designing so when i was designing that i looked at it and i was like this looks like the um the chronos the chronos device from his first movie it's um so for those who don't know chronos is his uh, guillermo's first movie that he directed in like his big his first big feature he had done a bunch of stuff before that but he literally built like like a whole makeup studio effects um in his town because there was nobody else so he literally <laughs> literally kind of like created like an indi- like a small little industry for himself so he could make his own movie um and funny enough before chronos he was going to do a stop motion movie of course um that's a that's a hell of a way to start which huh? which is why it, for him i think it's very gratifying to finally do pinocchio because um he never finished that stop motion movie because um before they got production started somebody came into the studio and looted it and stole a bunch of the puppets and i guess piss um in the, in the studio yeah so he was like he was like disillusioned and he's like well live action it is so <laughs> so anyways the my i keep like segueing the guru del toro um very much i was like oh that's perfect because it kind of looks like the, there's a little device in chronos called the chronos device which is this little like um bug looking thing that mm-hmm. has six arms and it attaches to your it attaches to your hand and it has a little insect inside that basically filters your blood and then makes you like immortal essentially he, oh, okay. he, he created like a new version of vampirism um, which I, I still love to this day. So um, that's actually, and if people, a lot of people ask me like, what's your favorite movie of his? And I know like, you know, that's because that's his first movie. He sees a lot of problems in it, but that's still one of my favorites. It's yeah. like his first auteur, like, you know, yeah. into the world. But yeah, so, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of little different things um, in, into that Guru del Toro. So, so, so you, you get this piece, right? Yeah. And this is, I think this is the piece that kind of gives you that more mainstream attention that you're a designer, that you have this final piece out yeah. um, that gets you that main attention. You also then worked on a book yeah, called Kid del Toro. Kid del Toro, which again, I did through an art show. The art shows for me were like, I, like I said, were like my, I'm like, what yes. haven't, what haven't I done yet? Because I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been to one of your art shows too, yeah, and yeah. and that was really so with Kid Del Toro, which I have a copy signed by Guillermo Del Toro. Oh, amazing! That I picked up at Dark Delicacies. Yeah, thank you, sir. I missed. I was out of town when you were doing your signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I messaged you after the fact. But thank you for I getting said, one. I said I sprinted there as soon as I got back into town, and I got one of the last copies, autographed copies, and it was the only one that where the autograph wasn't smudged. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause that was like th- signed in that thick gold ink that if you don't let it dry out for an extended period of time, it's so, a problem. So yeah. you want to hear, I'll say, so it, that's kind of a crazy story because the day, the day I had to go do that was Guillermo, Guillermo like has, you know, and after the Oscar win in 2017, he became even 
busier. Which, yeah, you know, yeah, he's which, untouchable. Which, at that point. which yeah. good for him, of course. You know, like so happy for him. But um, when when the book was published, I said, hey, um, I reached out to him. I said, like, hey, I'm doing uh, the signing, a signing at uh, Dark Delicacies, and I know he's always that's that's actually one of the first times I met him was at a Dark Delicacies signing. The signing. So yeah. I thought it was kind of like a great like full big circle. Yeah. I was like, hey, like I'm gonna do the signing. Would you mind like signing some copies? You know, because I know he was gonna yeah. be able to show up and you know do a signing obviously um not anymore like not maybe the guillermo from 10 years ago not yeah the guillermo now but um but anyways he uh he said yes and he's like you but he's like i need you to i need you to drop him off at this location at this time on this day and of course i was like of course yeah so literally the day before the signing um i like drive drop them off um, and then at the same time I had to do a, a, my own signing for little Libros. I had to sign a bunch of, a, a bunch of book, Kid Del Toro books at little Libros warehouse, which was like almost like an hour away. Oh geez. And then like, it was literally like drop the book off books off with Guillermo, go sign, sign the books, sign, for sign yourself, my books. Yeah. And then they were like, literally as I was signing, they were like, uh, like I'm done. <laughs> And I was like, went, zoomed back, picked up the books and, and then w I had to go back to the Libras cause I wasn't done. Yet. Totally worth it. So absolutely. But it was just such a, one of those crazy, like, I'm like, I'm living in a movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is, are you guys, I mean, obviously he's nearly impossible to get a hold of, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, you guys are friendly. Yeah. You guys oh, are I, like, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, just that, the fact that he did that, it's just like, you know, uh, I saw that as his, you know, his blessing on, on the book. And, um, you know, he's just such a lovely person. And he has the piece too, the, the, the statue. He has the, the original Guru, Guru yeah. del Toro. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, and that I'm, I am so like honored to say that is in his Harry housing collection. Oh yeah. Next to what's the, what's the, is it the Shiva, the, 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 the goddess and the, the, the I, I do not know yeah yeah but it's i think it's in the voyage of sinbad she appears okay in. yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's cool as but that. i mean that's a f yeah i'll take because it. i mean because you guys obviously have similar interests um yeah. uh, you know because you know he's an old classic horror guy you know he you obviously but you, do but you know why because we both i think it's a it's like a latin american thing i would say it's what you have access to yeah because right? we all like he grew up with japanese stuff Mm -hmm. We're like constantly being fed Japanese stuff. And I did too. Like everybody, I think in South America or people, I think sometimes like in, in certain European countries or in the Philippines, we grew up with like this main street of Japanese. Okay. Stuff. So, so there's actually, Ooh, well, yeah. I get to, I get to talk, I get to teach about some stuff here too. Yeah, yeah. So the reason that Japanese culture is so important, especially to people that grew up and came of age in the 1970s yeah. is actually due to cable TV. Oh, yeah. Because Japanese, like Godzilla, like old kaiju films and things like that were so cheap. They would sell them to everyone. Like they would just send, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like get pennies on the dollar. You oh. could get that. And they took up so much time yeah. when you would have like commercials and things like that. So when these companies were needing stuff to pad their their schedules, because mm -hmm. cable was the, supposed to be this 24-hour thing. Right, right, That they right. would get access to all these cheap B movies that Japan was putting out. Wow. And so people grew up on those and it doesn't matter how cheap something is when you grow up on it, it becomes amazing yeah. or how bad it is. You and I have talked so many times about how much we love masters of the universe. Yeah. That is an objectively bad show yeah, script wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Script wise. It is not good. Script wise a, and animation. But yes, but <laughs> design wise. Absolutely. It's so wonderful and amazing. And, and, well, and be, because, because like, I, the, one of the things I love about masters is that it never had like a, 
You could, I mean, um, I, I feel bad now not knowing the designer's name, but it, it was really designed by this one guy. Mark at, Taylor. At Mark Taylor. Thank yeah. you. At Mattel. And like his, you, if you look at his original designs, I have that book, that like oh, bo- yeah. bootleg book that came out that I love. Uh, Did you get that at PowerCon? I got it on eBay because oh, okay. uh, I missed out. I missed out, I think, when it, it first came out. But um, it, yeah, I mean, Filmation benefited from all these like rich, amazing designs. That was literally, you know, all these people probably Mattel like, you know, coked up like, yeah, oh, in, yeah. in, a, in a meeting. Like, uh, you know, th- I mean, what it really was came down to is we need a Star Wars because we f- <laughs> there was yeah. like we screwed up give us a star wars and it's so funny about that too because by the way by the way i will i want to say this um you george lucas for giving me for giving us this the toy sickness to all of us the addiction it, it, it's his fault that we're all like you know bro- no it's broke. not <laughs> no it because that's that's unfair what it really comes down to is he made very affordable toys in a smaller well he was smart size he was smart i mean kenner yeah. was smart kenner realistically was smart. speaking yeah. like because yeah. you got to remember too that up until that point you had either six to eight inch migo mego or migo however you want to say Mi- it amigo um whatever you or mean. you'd have like 12 inch yeah toys you'd yeah. have like you know alien or or you know yeah, stuff they or like um, what was the six million dollar man stuff? Yeah, you know yeah, that seventy yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff and that. So we didn't really have shrunk down toys that much. I mean, I think what Ertl ended up taking up doing some stuff that small too. But anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. By the way, Ertl, uh, my favorite thing that Ertl ever did was the Super Mario Brothers movie toys. Those are my favorite. <laughs> that, they, that, that's and it was an interesting ga- last gasp of Ertl. Um, <laughs> ERTL was a a very interesting toy company. Yeah. Um, much sort of in the vein of Tonka, although Tonka, I think had a much stronger uh, yeah. brand, but yeah. so, um, so Guillermo, you know, obviously you have this love and he makes these things that are his passions. Yeah. He, he takes whatever thing he grew up in and then uses his sensibilities to push it forward. Yeah. Why not, you know, take the romance of a universal monsters film and yeah. actually make it, you know, romantic in the way. Yeah. And that's um, the, that's the biggest f- universal ever did they should have just like handed him the keys and like do all your versions of the universal monsters yep and he's kind of sort of been doing it little by little like i i consider chronos his like vampire movie so that's like vampires done uh shape of water he did his creature of yeah. the black lagoon so the one that i'm okay so, so we're talking about guillermo i, I want to put this out there and i put this on twitter the other day my f- three movies like i don't you know like that is, the he has to f- do you know like that, these are very like, emphatic yes uh, yeah coming out yeah, of yes uh so he has to do frankenstein which i know i know uh, yeah. i know he has to, yeah i know i know he's one of those things like i cannot i will not die until i do this movie so he, i know that he he has a script for it i know his design is going to be based on bernie wrightson's perfect design um uh mike mike hill who's one of uh the guy okay so real, real quick for those so, of you that don't not know bernie wrightson was a legendary comic book yes. artist and his design for frankenstein is much more of the stitched together corpse version of that kind of long long kind of corpsey hair if you ever get a chance look up bernie wrightson it's w-r-i-g-h-t-s-o-n yeah um he's considered one of the greatest um pen and ink pencilers in comics of all time just just go on ebay and just get yourself a copy of his frankenstein uh book uh his frankenstein illustrations are gorgeous i think i believe it took him seven years to complete all of those um i'll I'll put it this way um bernie wrightson's frankenstein is so important yeah to the two artists that in the paint room of sideshow yeah it's a they have a full mural yeah of bernie wrightson's frankenstein oh yeah yeah um i mean like uh 
if any of you went to go see the Guillermo Lachma exhibit in 2015, um, Guillermo owns a lot of the original original pages. I'm still waiting for. I- by, the, by the way, you're not going to get Bernie Wright's It's Frankenstein on eBay. <laughs> oh, oh, the book. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess you can get it like pretty cheap. Soft covers are like $70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I'm still waiting for IDW to put out. They were going to put out like the artist edition. Oh, that was, thing would sell a million copies. Oh, dude. On like, a full 11 by 17 size page. It was announced yeah. a couple years ago. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they weren't able to kind of get, I think it's kind of sort of like trying to find access to the art. Timothy Doyle is the person who is... Um, From Nakatomi. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so Timothy Doyle is the one who sort of helps run the estate. The estate, yeah. And when he came on and did the show, he talked about how it's the only, it's the only property he won't take a cut from. Okay. So that all the money goes to Bernie's oh, widow. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I got I got a print from Nakatomi. I had the one where like they're in the lab and he's grabbing uh Frank the creature is grabbing Frankenstein. Yeah. Um man, I I you Also, li- first uh yeah. sideshow's first uh commercial model kit. Model kit because it's right there. It's, pa- it's painted. It's right there when, when you I walk in. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and they 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 tabled with Bernie Wrightson. Wow. At a uh, San Diego Comic-Con with by, that. By the way, one of my first uh introductions to bernie wrightson besides frankenstein was all the concept art he did for ghostbusters because i'm a huge you are, you are a huge ghostbusters <laughs> fan and because we're going to talk about that for a second yeah. too because yeah. you recently uh ran a ghostbusters art show art show yeah um which i i went to that's I, right that's I, where we, we I you, went. You, you me and dave uh we all met outside yeah i, I met up with uh dave Igo. uh we went independently like yes. we we both were like are you going to this and i was <laughs> like yeah i'm going i was like all right i'll meet you there yeah, yeah yeah um so we hung out there it was in pasadena yep at um, the sugarman gallery i met uh nick cowan yep uh, who is a future guest of the show there and and you introduced us and and yeah. you were like and he also did this which I'm not going to spoil because I want to talk about it on on that episode of oh, the show okay, okay, okay. Uh, and and I was like get the f- out of here I was like shut that's, up that's how I always introduce him which I feel bad but like he we've been we've been friends and, 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 and dude I just I cannot uh say this enough like all these things have happened to me because of gallery shows like yeah. I, met, I met like a lot of my f- best friends like the artist pakoto um who illustrated kid del toro with me mm-hmm. um met him through the art my, when i did art galleries like it literally consumed my life like to the point where i started doing shows internationally and i started and i would i would, I would invite all these international artists so mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about this and where I'm going with my career right now is if for some reason I get to do, um, I'm right now writing and directing a short film called Lucky Brave Sunshine. So I'm hoping that if that uh, helps me open some doors and I get to the opportunity to do more animation stuff, I can now, you know, pick all these artists that I've worked with from galleries over the years to bring them in, bring them in. So, um, but anyways, um, so yeah, no, uh, Nick and I, go almost 10 years from meeting at art galleries. But every time I introduce him to people, I'm like, and by the way, and he did this yeah, thing yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it's, and, and, and half the time people are like, I'm not familiar or the other half. They're like, get the f- out of for here. a long time. He shied away from it. Cause he wanted, and I, I get it. You want to be recognized. Cause he is also f- an incredible artist, artist, amazing designer. And, and, and again, I don't so, want to give his credits too much for this yeah, because yeah, yeah. he is going to be on the show. He right. and I have been scheduling it and it's very difficult to yeah. have our schedules match. Yeah. Um, but he is somebody that I'm, I'm very much excited to have on the show. Yeah. Um, so take a look at that. But yeah, you had an amazing collection. Thank um, you. There. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Just really talented artists. I bought a couple pieces. Not yeah. only not only, here's how important gallery shows are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I went to your gallery show, bought a piece that I liked. Yeah. 
I also bought a piece in their back stock from their Hocus Pocus ones for oh. a Christmas gift for somebody. Nice. That I was like, well, this was from the artist. Uh, this was from the storyboard artist from from Hocus Pocus, and this is a print yeah. of the storyboard from that. And that gift, yeah, totally unrelated to that, yeah. was just like it was like, oh my god, how could how did you get this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a thing, like one of those gifts where people like just get that blown away mind blown yeah yeah art is like that and it's oftentimes not the stuff that you go with intent to find and get yeah that ends up sort of coming back and that's the biggest thing i sometimes uh tell people because artists for the especially artists we're introverts for the most part and i think you know you have to put yourself in the situations like doing galleries or going to events and things like that because you just never know and you forget they're fun yeah, they're fun and like not just like networking, quote unquote networking or making connections, but you just never know like what you're going to find, Yeah, you know? So um, I, I always like to call it like it's like being Batman because I would spend literally almost the entire year in my Batcave, you know, planning. Mm, come planning on, yeah. And then like my uh, the art gallery opening was my Bruce Wayne moment. Like, hey, everybody. Is, <laughs> how hard is it to... So running a ghost like that, the Ghostbusters show you yeah. did, for example, not not official, right? It, not, was, not it ofi- wasn't one of the. Okay, so how if you're setting up a gallery show, yeah, do you contact artists that you that you think would be great for this, or do you contact your friend artists and say, would you be interested in doing this? When when I started doing gallery, so say the Ghostbusters one, we're just going to use the Ghostbusters yeah, yeah, one yeah, for yeah, an example. Okay, okay, yeah. You've known th- this that was in 2019, I believe, right, or 2020. Jesus, it was 20. It was 2019. Because wasn't it before the pandemic? No, it was during the pandemic. It was actually, it was actually 2021. Oh. Because it was when Afterlife came out. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, no, but I know. I know. Like our brains are scrambled. Yeah. I have no. Okay. So, yeah. so, okay. So it's 2021. Yeah. For example, you had Nick Cowan. Right. Uh, as an artist there. Now you've known him for a while. Yeah. And did you like, hey, I always reach out to to the uh, what I like to call like the people that I know for sure. Your core, yeah. My, co- my core group, um, and that's how I started. I started in Philadelphia with basically just my literally my graduating and class. And that's because you went to school yeah. in Philly. Yep. Um, from Ecuador to Philly. Yeah, from Ecuador to Philly. Uh, from Ecuador to Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up in a town called Danville, Pennsylvania, which is okay. Kinda, so you grew up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I went to school, studied arts, uh, start, went to art school in Philadelphia, met a bunch of like my lifetime friends mm-hmm. there. And then when I was studying at school, I knew that I wanted to get into animation because that was always kind of like my dream is to kind of get into the industry. So I had an internship um, at uh, Cartoon Network Studios during my junior year in Philly. Oh, wow. So that internship changed my life. It's yeah. literally, I don't want to say this, but it literally kind of gave me more of an education than my four years. Was that internship? Well, of course. Yeah. It's practical yeah. education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that, edu- when you, when you said your internship was in Cartoon Network Studios, was that in Los Angeles, in Atlanta, or and was it in Philadelphia? It was, no, it was in Burbank. It was, uh, okay. So you came out. And what Burbank. was weird during that time is like, you know, there was no zoom, there was no nothing. It was literally no. a two part phone interview. Okay. And I think because they, they, they uh they could tell like how excited i was like i think i made it through that's what they want through yeah. their courses you know yeah they yeah <laughs> that is what they want they, they want someone excited they, yeah. yeah 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 of, of course so so you know that that those three months out here was like insane i actually they didn't pay interns at the time and i that was the first time i literally got a credit card 
and to like survive. I, yeah. And I, and I took out a loan and I actually, for a little bit, I worked moving furniture. Uh, remember there was, I have a, done that job. You remember, you remember where, uh, dark delicacies used, used to be on Magnolia yep. before dark delicacies. I think it was like a furniture store mm-hmm. I, of course. where the blues brothers were outside. They yeah. had like statues oh, yeah. of the blues. That's where I worked. I don't know what it was called but i worked there for i think a month and i was like i was like i'm done i did furniture moving yeah. i i did that in college i've had the weirdest jobs yeah in college yeah you yeah, know yeah. my first job was i worked at a wood shop too so my first job digging headstone plots in a graveyard oh my god wow the number of times i've accidentally hit a casket with a with a um shovel because you, of the way that the body settled that's um, if you ever interview uh I want to someday get Guillermo and Kevin Smith in one room because they both. You're jumping the gun off of. No, the no, no, next no. no. I know, about. I know, I know. But but here's it's it's related. They both worked at a f- cemetery. I, I did too. Yeah. Growing growing up, you yeah. Know, I was 16. Yeah. And I was making ten dollars an hour in 1998 money. Wow. Which is like that's good money. That's good money. That was yeah. good money. So I was making ten dollars an hour to dig what is essentially rectangular holes. Wow. Um, and all, it was during the day. Like there's no, there's nothing creepy going. There's no, nothing's right. coming out, yeah. you know. Like even if you're like genuinely afraid of death, like yeah. that's it. And it was just you know you would yeah. dig a dig a hole, mm-hmm. pour cement, and then that that was it. <laughs> You'd have and to just I, make I, sure it was a foundation. And how long did you do that? I mean, it was like summer jobs. Okay. You know, okay. like I I was a painter. I worked at a Foot Locker. Like I've done every job. I was a I was a dish I was a professional dishwasher. Ooh. <laughs> And the reason I say professionals because I did it for almost five years during high school and then into college. Yeah. And then uh, I worked at a wood shop. Uh, saw saw so many. That was kind of like my. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, it's important to have to diversify your you, your you, work background. You you don't know how many art students I took to to the uh, emergency care. Like I was like I think I cut my finger off. I was like oh god. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, right. Uh, so it was it was sometimes like really low key job. But then sometimes be like, oh, know, really intense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any, any, sh- anything that has shop in the name. Yeah. The accidents yeah. are intense. They yeah. might not be frequent, but yeah. they are intense when they happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, now one of the things, uh, okay. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Be- before I get into that, okay. so we're going to, we're going to be reading producer names in a second, but I still want to hear more yeah. about, so you, so you go to your, your pocket of people that you have your, yeah. your reliables, the people that you think are going to make your show better. Yeah. Cause that's the other part too, is not just bringing in your friends, but bringing in your friends that you think are going to knock it out of the park. Right. Right. My, like basically my core that I can rely on that I know they're always going to do, you know, deliver, mm-hmm. but my, 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 um, I guess my formula, I should say is always been, um, a mix of people that I can rely on and then a mix of new. So, so some old blood and new blood. Cause you had it's Dave, like, I in that show, right? Yeah. He Dave, did a Slimer on, on wood, right? On wo- yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he does these beautiful graphite like drawings. He did a clawful uh, for me for my birthday. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love, by the way, I love all the master stuff that he's doing. He's like living his dream. Oh, with right tweeter now. head. Yeah. yeah. So good. I was their social media guy for a year. Were you? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Why uh, do you, that's why I was at PowerCon. Oh, okay, okay. When, we, when yeah. I was working the booth at PowerCon. And that's when you and I, I think, kind of like officially kind of- That's when I first met we, we you. Because I had seen you in the in the sideshow yes. uh, shows and stuff. So. That, that's actually something very embarrassing for me. Oh, wow. It's very embarrassing for me. And I'll tell you why. Because okay. I came across your stuff. I walked by yeah. and, and Dave's like, I'm going to go see my friend. And we walked by and I was, I looked and you, you had the- um, what was it? The um, was it the Frankenstein? No, it was the shirt. It was um, the Monster Squad. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was obsessed with it. And I was like, I love this so much. And then we we're talking and you were like, yeah, Shogren. And I was like, oh my God, from Guru del Toro. Yeah. And I was like, I'm and then I in front of you, I said, Man, I, I I love your stuff, man. I'm I'm so sorry I've over, overlooked you. I'm gonna follow you. And when I went to it was either in, I think it was Instagram yeah. and it said follow back. And I was and I somehow missed that you had followed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was so embarrassed. Oh, I like I I know for you. But that was but then that was amazing because you and I were like, and you know, so and so, and like, and we we, we were like just kind of like, yeah, you know, like, and it's just like that that that's the power of like how small the industry is sometimes. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. It, but it was it was truly embarrassing that I, I was a fan of your work. I had ah. seen your work before, and when I went to follow right. it, you had, and that's the one thing about social media is it is. I'm very spotty about seeing yeah. who follows me and who doesn't. And sometimes it's, I think people think that like we're refreshing yeah. and Ooh. looking at, yeah. at, at everything that's happening. And that's not, that's a different kind of vanity. Well, you know what actually talk about social media, you know, what bothers me is like, I find new artists and people all the time. And for some reason, like, I don't know if this has happened to you, but like I reached a limit that it doesn't let me follow like, I haven't gotten that to so, that point. Um, and, it, and it frustrates me because people follow me and I want to follow them back. And I just like, it's, I can't. You can do things where you can like purge dead accounts that you follow and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think Instagram has a least interacted with. Yeah. And that might not be the worst thing in the world okay. um, to have there. Um, so so you, have the, you have the people that you know. You bring in a combination of people that you think are going to do great as well as introducing new people yeah. that um, would benefit from this or that the show would benefit from. So mutual beneficial. Yep. Um, yep. Ghostbusters, it was, it was great. Yeah. Um, it was really, really strong. You yeah. saw, you had just these killer, killer pieces. And that was, and that was for me what I considered a small uh, like a sm more small, more intimate show because I wanted, and I wanted it to be that way. Mm -hmm. Cause like before that, like I kind of sort of like kind of retired from gallery shows. Cause the last show that I did, um, was just such a, was, I, I don't want to say like, it almost gave me a heart attack, but the anxiety was like over the roof. And I was just like, ah, I think this might be, I'm, I'm kind of done. Just like, cause it's yeah. a lot, it's a, it's a lot of work. And then like, if you're dealing with a, a gallery that's like, you know, giving you extra stress, it's just like, you know, like, just let me do my fucking job. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm, you know, let me curate, let me, let me bring an artist. And if you're questioning every that I'm making, then it, this is not worth it. Yeah. So that's why sometimes every once in a while, like I, it's, I, I compare it to, you know, like you do the big movie and then you do the smaller independent yeah. movie. One for so, them, one for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so the Ghostbusters one, what I literally just came out of the woodwork just cause I love Ghostbusters so much. So I, and, and I, I wanted to have an excuse to create some new Ghostbusters artwork. So yeah. 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 And you did, you, you ended up, you, one of the things that I thought was really fun about your design is that you, the design that you did was, was, uh, based not, not accidentally sort of by on the Kenner toy line. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. you, it was a, it was a choice that I noticed Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you had that Kenner, you had the Kenner toy line, which we, we both, I'm assuming grew up with absolutely those ghostbusters. And, yeah. and, uh, cause I noticed you had the, the eyeball, uh, ghost oh, I did that. Yeah. That's the thing that I was like, that's from the toy line toy line and which made, they added into the movie had into a little, the new movie yeah had a little cameo in the movie yeah um yeah and and that poster that i did uh for the show too i collab not to you know um 
uh, segue back to Nick, but yeah, collaborated with Nick on that one. So Nick yeah. did, a, Nick did actually a lot of the cool, uh, little like actual depictions of the Slimer and there's so, a Slimer there, the, there's the Kenner stuff. So, so yeah. And cause you do have that, that ghost there, the, there's the Ecto cooler. Yes. In that, that, was, poster. That, that was Nick. That you, was Nick. Yeah. One of the Scolari brothers is in there. I, think. I did. So in that poster, I did basically all the faces and anything that's a prop was Nick. Like Nick did okay. the, Nick, the, he did the little marshmallows, the little, uh, yeah. which uh guest of the show, Shelby young voice of the marshmallow man. Oh, the little baby marshmallow man. Oh, awesome. So, awesome. so we've had, that we, we, we've had a, a Ghostbuster a royalty. Yeah. Ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah. She's a, an incredibly talented, uh, artist there, That's but yeah. Amazing. So you had like the muncher ghost in there from the new one. You have the PKE meter meter yet. The yes. Have some of demon Vigo. Yes. Uh, I'm literally looking at it right now, demon, by the way. Demon Vigo is the best dude. Cause it's literally Dan Aykroyd under that makeup. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's actually a story. Okay. I just want to say really quickly how uh, underrated Ghostbusters 2 is. Ghostbusters 2 is. I liked Ghostbusters 2. It's amazing. I loved it. I actually loved. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to nitpick Afterlife, but I think Afterlife played it a little safe. I did not hate Afterlife. I did not hate. I did. I, I did not. I did, did not hate it. I love the ending. You know, they, you know why they did it, played it too safe? Because Ghostbusters 2016 was bad. Yeah. And it was because they were very loose with it. Yeah. And they didn't, they weren't great with the property. Yeah. And I wanted it to be so good. Me too. Because the the talent behind it, like I genuinely was a fan of a lot of their stuff. So, you know. And um, then it was just. But it was, it was a terrible time because like, even if you said like one little negative thing about it, you were grouped with a bunch of other people. Yeah. yeah. And and it was just like, well, I guess I can't talk about this. Yeah. I always had to preface it with like, no, I wanted this movie to be great. Yeah. It was not. It was not. And that's a bummer to me, especially when you see the talent that was in there. Well, and then, and then actually I would, I will say this. I'm glad Ghostbusters Afterlife exists and it's a miracle that it exists because it's, it's essentially Ghostbusters three. Yeah. And a lot. Okay. So going back not to, so, so from the Guillermo list, the other one that I want is Hellboy three. Well, of course. And if Ghostbusters three can exist in this world. And as long as Ron Perlman is alive, there can be a Hellboy three. I think Ron, it's Ron Perlman. Really, is he gonna? Would he be down with doing it at listen, this point in time? Listen, just do the close up shots and get some stunt, uh, stunt yes, actor. Yeah, okay. because you know what? I think Ron just want to wants to f- do it just out of just completing the trilogy for yeah. the fans. This is this is a smart thing to do. Do the f- Del Toro trilogy and then do a Netflix series with Harbor. Um, <laughs> as much as I love David Harbour, I got to tell you, I was at a Mignola um, art show. Uh-huh. It was uh, it was a Hellboy art show celebrating whatever anniversary, 25th, 30th. I don't oh, know. I did the 20th one. Okay. Uh, yeah. But this was uh, this one was later on. Couple, yeah. couple. Yeah. Some would say five years later. Well, because uh, Dave's Dave's was Dave. I go had yeah, a piece was, in there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, we went there and Mignola was there. Right. Right. And I had just gotten a push notification as I was there from HBO telling me that their Saturday night premiere movie was Hellboy. <laughs> and so, I, you know, we were sitting there, I think Mignola, we were like talking and I was yeah. just like, oh, I was like, your movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you know, your movie is premiering on HBO tonight. And he's like, my movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Hellboy it just showed me there. And he goes, yeah. Like he, yeah. he was really like eh. i heard i heard uh i mean i don't I, i'm not gonna get into it here but i heard so much behind the scenes stuff and you know and like it's I w- made by committee it's well, a movie made by committee there, yeah there was a lot of stuff that went behind the scenes that i i heard different stories but i will say this i, I will i will give this to the movie the pig monster is 
great uh, in it. The Baba Yaga. And the Baba Yaga. That, that's that, those are the only things. Yeah. Because that was, I was like, me as the Mignola like comic book fan mm -hmm. was just like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. But that was about it. Yeah, it so, it wasn't a particularly great movie. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna talk about other things, including that you kind of not made a shift, but you you kind of recreated. Yeah. Miraculously, you've recreated what has now become a guru line. Oh. <laughs> that you're doing, where where you went from Del Toro, and then you were like, "Who else do I absolutely love the yeah. work of?" And it was gonna be Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do that, I don't know if you know this, but if you sign up at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Jeff May, and you sign up for the producer tier for a very affordable price, some would say, all would say, way too affordable, I will say your name in the middle of this podcast. And that's what we're going to do right now. So I'm going to, uh, we're going to give a shout out to some of these producers, and then uh, we can talk about it. Because there's some names, some of these names are prompts. Like oh. some of these names are just straight up prompts. Oh, oh cool. Um, so, uh, so I'm going to shout out to uh, the following names here. Um, shout out to follow Crippled Giraffe, all one word, on Instagram for fun drawings and designs. Uh, he's done some great stuff. He's given me some, some stickers and he's going to be at the Worcester, Massachusetts show because I already saw that he, oh, cool. at my live show, I saw he bought a ticket. So shout out to him. Uh, so he gets his name read first because he gives me more money. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to Instagrams at MRM Tally, T-A-L-L-E-Y. Uh, shout out to I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. Uh, Carlos Castillo's unpopular opinion is Jeff doesn't even watch Batman. Oh, that is just all of the podcasts I do in one sentence. <laughs> shout out to Where's Clawful. Oh. Yeah, that's a Ben Mendelsohn Where's Bane, but Clawful reference. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Do you have a favorite Masters of the Universe character? Oh, man, I don't want to take your... Clawful, Clawful's up there, but uh, I have to say probably my... Oh, man. Oh, you put me on the spot. Um, Everyone should have one. Um, You've had 40 years to figure it out. Which one's the the one I collect? I like uh, I like all the He-Man variations. So my, He so my two favorites are uh, the Horde or Slime Pit He-Man and Anti-Eternia. Okay. Oh, yeah, so these are the newer ones. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to try to be the kind of person that would make Mr. Rogers proud. Jeff hates competitive fun. J-H-C-F. <laughs> Jeff has cool friends. Jeff has competitive, hates competitive fun. Also, you don't even like sports. Podcast reference. Uh, the wandering, unpierced left nipple. Ooh. <laughs> shout out to a collection of organs aware of themselves. Shout out to just boof it. Vortispin. Jocular, haggard, cantankerous fool. I don't care for pie. Hmm. Oh, God. It feels good getting that off my chest. Is that the name? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you have a favorite pie? Uh, oh, man. Uh, cherry. I was talking about it. I like a good cherry pie. Yeah. I like with a, some coffee? Yeah. Not, not, not just because, you know, it's a Twin Peaks. So. Yeah, I was going to say that's very <laughs> Twin Peaks. Huh? Uh, shout out to Grumblebee, Gotham City, OSHA, Nicholas, you're doing great, Fabian. Jen, be earnest and enjoy what you love. Jen, you are such a, a shining beacon of hope in this wretched cesspool of uh, producers here. Shout out to Ass of Bass. <laughs> Shout out to Mindfreak55 says the Varsity is just an okay fast food restaurant. Hmm. hmm. Well, you're a Wendy's guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I'm an in and out guy now, but. That's fair. Oh, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Verbose Minimalist, world's humblest man. Jeff has colossal feet. Probably. He's a big fellow. Uh, yeah. They're, they're 13s. Yeah. Although I, I managed to squeeze my feet into a 12 bowling shoe. Jesus. Uh, this weekend. <laughs> uh, and was it painful? No, it was surprisingly okay. Okay. 
I, I, everything, every shoe is different, you know, like they, every, they didn't throw you off your game. Cause sometimes like the, I, the Jordans I have are size 14. Oh. <laughs> so like that is a large difference in sizing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so, you know, you can't, you can't really support everything there. Yeah. Um, hi, your friendly neighborhood mortician here to encourage you to get life insurance. <laughs> that is a, is that the whole name? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she she has seen some stuff apparently. People are amazing. It's get life insurance everybody. <laughs> a a a nice pretty lady mortician is telling you to get life insurance and she's not making money off of that. So Wow. wow. She should also be a life insurance salesperson. Absolutely. That's a good way to do it. Shout out to it's that way you're making money no matter what. <laughs> You make money when they live and you make money when they die. Uh, shout out to Christy Salinas, Parker Aylesworth, just Parker Aylesworth. You know, I met him on the, um, on the Anthony boarding show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, three Jacob Tremblay's in a trench coat, sneaking into an R rated movie. What's the first R rated movie? <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. What's the first R rated movie you said you remember seeing? Uh, it was probably not the matrix, but I can tell you that my first breakup was because of the matrix. Uh, because the girl I was dating at the time, uh, parents were really religious. And when they found out that I snuck her into an R-rated movie, it's an automatic, you're not dating that guy anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, that's... It's, it was it was heartbreaking at the time, but now hilarious. It's very funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah that they thought the Matrix was going to like ruin I corrupted her with the Matrix. Yeah. I, yeah. I gave her the red pill. You glitched her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first R-rated, I, I remember seeing them kind of a lot as a kid, but I think it might have been like Rambo 2. You my mean, my okay. grandmother loved oh that I saw in the theater oh in the theater okay. in the no no because I not, saw because I saw a lot of R rated yes. stuff when I shouldn't have when yes I, as a kid on cable so, so. I, I guess from the theater the first R rated movie that I think I remember going into might have been like Tank Girl oh okay I I was rem- Tank Girl rated R I think so yeah. I rem- I actually remember which R rated movie I saw and this was when I was still living in Ecuador it was actually the year before I came to the states it was Starship Troopers. Oh, that's a good and one. That to was say, a, yeah. such a great movie to watch as a 13 year, 12, 12 year old. So my, we, we, we used to have, we're like, uh, there was a theater where the dad would, our dad, one of our dads would bring us to the movies, buy the tickets and leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day they stopped doing it at from dusk till dawn. Like oh. my friend's dad brought us from dusk till dawn. He's like, yeah, I'm getting tickets. And she, and you know, there was like five of us and he bought five tickets Yeah. and they're like, are you not going in? He's like, no, I'm going to see this movie. Yeah. And they're like, you have to go in with them. And he's like, but I'm buying them the tickets. Clearly they have my permission. Go. And so then we didn't get to see the movie. Cause he's like, I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> I think, I think in Ecuador, they didn't even check. And it was during uh, my mall rats time period. Cause we, our parents literally would drop us. Drop us. Oh, I loved the, doing the, that. The, I loved the, going the, to the mall. Yeah. Especially those mall like movie theaters and be like, all right, well, I guess we're going to go watch this R rated thing. I used to do, I used to go to the Solomon pond mall and yeah. buy star Wars customizable card game uh-huh. cards and then go play and go watch movies and stuff. Yeah. And there was a while, my brother had a debit card before debit cards were a thing. Oh, whoa. And he would go to the credit card machine and he would get tickets and they would he would never get charged. Oh my god. Cuz they didn't know how to charge debit cards on the credit card machine. We saw every movie <laughs> so many times. That's amazing. Like I saw Deep Blue Sea in the theater. I you not 3 to 4 times. Wow. Just cuz I was there. That's- um shout out to Cronenberger Meister Meisterburger. Shout out to It was me, Jeff. <laughs> I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station Pop-Tarts, keeping you sluggish. Just slow enough for you to steal Christmas. 
So gas station pop tarts are my preferred um, road trip S- snack. Snack. Nice. Uh, that's my sweet road trip trap. Savory road road trip snack is pizzeria pretzel combos. Oh yes, combos so, for sure. So what are your favorite sweet and savory road trip snacks? So you pull up to a gas station, uh, and you're you're going on a it's a, a three hour drive to right. where you're going. What are you grabbing? Sweet and savory. Sweet and savory. Uh, probably a Slim Jim. Oh wow! Uh, or or uh, oh, you uh, hate your heart, huh? Uh, well, or or uh, if they have like a higher uh, or a more you a, know, a jerky, some a, kind of a yeah, yeah, some kind of jerky, and uh, you, um, I guess maybe I can replace that with cashews. I love cashews. Okay. Um, and, you don't have to. I'm not like I'm not. Well, you're not shaming your diet or anything <laughs> like get whatever you want. No, I'm just saying if there's no, no okay. good selection of Slim Jims, I'll get cashews. That's Fair. my my salty. And then uh, I think and then usually for something sweet, I'll get like a Diet Coke or something to drink. That's a drink. I, but that's not, do you not like sweets? N- nah, I'm not a big sweets guy. Oh, so that's weird. Only, it's always weird to me when people aren't sweet. Only people. come only when it comes to desserts. Like if you put like a Porto's like uh pumpkin cheesecake in my fridge it'll be gone in two yeah, days fair enough yeah, yeah. all right shout out to aaron meyer the great radvertising scam a jeff may joint the ghost of dave thomas the digital phil silius ruby jessica robertson lisa harden the guy who played jj in barry gordy's the last dragon uh kelly says eat the rich they're hoarding all the blue check marks shout out to you are awesome keep on keeping on nolan tubi's dark herald says watch a breed apart rutger howard's eagle movie Shout out to Itty Bitty Millie Committee Pity the Fool. Shout out to Dan Hackroyd. <laughs> Burrito Mouth. Norm from Cheers. Lemming Malloy. While my chocolate starfish gently weeps. <laughs> Shout out to Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore skull. Shout out to Mackenzie. Jeff made me feel like a douche from my Albert Camus reference. So now I'm going to make him say Eddie Haskell's obvious piss fetish. Chill. Can you believe he only had to pay $10 for me to say that? Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> I got to up that price. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little shit, so stop asking. Shout out to the scene in Meet Joe Plaque where Brad Pitt dies. Shout out to I Get to Beguile. Uh, shout out to Dr. DNA. Eskilis and his tortoise. Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X and girl with a U. She works at uh, Austin Books and Games in oh. Austin, Texas. Wow. Do you have a local comic shop you go to? Uh, I go to the Perky Nerd. Oh, and Magnolia oh, Boulevard, uh, or because um, they're usually pretty stocked. Because I, 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 my go-to is House of Secrets, Same. but if House of Secrets is always sold out, so then I'll go over to the Perky Nerd. They were sold out of your your View Askew cover. Uh, well, just in general, like because I, I like, bought it. I, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I, I did a cover for View Askew. You uh, did. All right, sorry. Quick stops. It's a new comic, Kevin Smith comic coming out through uh, Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I bought it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Mike Gouts. I can't think of anything funny because I'm not the damn comedian here, Jeff. It doesn't have to be funny. You could just say Bill. That would have that would have worked. It would have been so much easier. Um, I'm having trouble reading this name because I am illiterate. Stephen, shout out to 20 years in retail has taught me loss prevention watches employees, not customers. You'll find out why that comes in later uh, into this. Uh, shout out to the target loss prevention officer currently hunting Jeff. Wow. I shoplift M&Ms oh. at Target when I go. <laughs> That's good to know. One bag of peanut M&Ms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. Uh, in the time since he changed his name on this document, Jezbutt had a kid, got a new job, and got COVID. Jez, I'm begging you. Update that. How? Tell me about this kid. This kid's going to be five years old by now. Oh, my God. 
Uh, shout out to Asking Seven, Tyler Wilgus, Jeff using Deep Blue Sea memes to break bad news. Uh, two years in a row, I did it for the death of Betty White. Oh no! And uh, someone else that just recently died was it Barbara Walters? It might have been Barbara Walters. <laughs> um, shout out to Gray Man. Tell me your fears. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Eat sh- and die, Grand Canyon. You ever been to the Grand Canyon? <laughs> no, nah, not yet. Do you want to? Eventually. I don't give a sh- about the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It's a hole. <laughs> I got it. I feel like I got it. I heard there's a train. I'll, I'll get on the train. That, oh, you like trains. That passes by it. So you, We know that about you. You like trains. I you do. and Guillermo del Toro. I, <laughs> big train fans. Uh, and Walt Disney. And Walt Disney, yeah, yes. But not... Uh, shout out to Farty Marty, who's devoted his life to being upwind from Jeff in case, quote, the great air biscuit arrives as foretold. Shout out to Jared. Gerard, uh, Boston Market saved my Thanksgiving, Ruane. I wouldn't know if I'd agree that that's what happened. Uh, shout out to Feliz Años Nuevo, you goofy fucks. That's pretty good. I probably could have done a better accent, though. No, I think you did it right. No, I guess, yeah, because if it was wrong, I feel like it would sound like I'm doing like <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez or something. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, like I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that accent, you know. It's like uh, most of my Spanish accent I got from Slowpoke Rodriguez. So, um, Malatovsky advises everyone to calm the f- down and enjoy the menu. I think that's the movie, oh. the menu, but if it's just about eating, mm. agreed. Mm. Uh, although I went to the worst. I went to the worst. I had like probably one of the worst dining experiences of my life this this weekend. Are you going to say where? It was at a pirate dinner theater. Oh, I saw your story. In Buena Park. Yeah. yeah. And which is like, I knew it was going to be bad. First off, it was $55 oh my to God. go to this thing. Wow. Uh, and that, that, does that, that doesn't cover the food? It covers the, the base oh. level food, which was very mediocre. Okay. I got the vegetarian option because it was like, like a, chicken leg or something and it would it just grossed me out yeah. but so they have like one server for like a hundred and something people and wow and it's like each section or whatever and they had like one guy taking orders for appetizers in the whole thing wow which is like a 750 person place jesus and so i was like starving i was starving and i got there i was like yeah, can i get appetizers she's like oh you gotta get the appetizer guy i'm like well can you let him know that we would like that <laughs> He showed up 30 minutes after we finished eating. Oh my God. And it was like, so do you guys, do you want appetizers? And I was like, <laughs> I think I told him, I'm like, I don't think you can call it an appetizer. Yeah. If it's 30 minutes after we ate. And I was like, do you, I, I was like, did I do something to you? And like, I get it. But also like, you could tell he f- couldn't stand his job. Yeah. And I was yeah. just sitting there and I'm like, you know, and, and like, as I'm out there, I'm like, that might've been the worst dining experience. It's like, well, you know, it's hard. And it's like, yeah, but you still have a job to do. Yeah, exactly. You're still, if, you're if, still paying for it. If you're mad about doing your job, quit your job. Yeah. Yeah. Or be mad about it when you leave. It's not my fault. Like, yeah. Like I'm a, and, and like, she, like I, I got like, they, they give you like whatever drink you get and then they just don't check in. Oh wow. And I was like, oh, we're here for like two hours. Like. Yeah, I went through the eight ounces of Dr. Pepper you poured for me. Like, <sighs> it was just all of the series of it was bad, and although it was very funny because they there yeah. was like a pirate show and it's yeah. at the end they call like a beast like a monster that comes out and it's like a kraken or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it f- broke. <laughs> so after they defeated it, it just was still there. So they and like they're acting around this and it looked like a dick sticking out of the pirate ship just uh, like because it comes out of like the middle. And you could see like 
the people like the stage hands like hands coming down trying to pull this thing down and they couldn't so what you're saying is the food was bad and the show was bad the show i was like i was like you know i was like is the you know is the food good absolutely not but is the service okay some of the worst i've ever had but at least the show was enjoyable it's the worst thing i've ever seen and it's like I get it. It's for kids and everything like that, but it was supposed to be this like hokey, goofy experience, yeah. but all of the, like everybody dropping the ball just really made it not fun. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man, don't make me be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make me be the guy that's just like, I think I should get a Yelp. <laughs> I think I should write a Yelp review for this. Like it would matter. I used to, I used to like, it, especially when I would get bad service, I would immediately be like, like my, my hands start shaking. I'm like, I'm going to open the Yelp like I can't understand giving bad service. Yeah. Like I can't, like even when I'm having the worst day, if I have to face the public, yeah, I'll do it. Right. I've done it before. Like yeah. I've, you know, even recording a show, if I'm, if my life is falling apart, as soon as the show comes on, I'm like, Hey everybody. Well, because it's not your problem to have to unpack my yeah oh man shout out to goji shout out to jeff hates competitive fun shout out to rudy daft punk has an anime rueda and it's called interstellar 5555 daft punk fan yes yeah favorite uh album or song yeah pick one oh man uh, too much too much yeah it was too much information they're, they're, all, they're, they're all fucking great the latest album was great that's uh daft punk is like my uh, that's my like playlist my workout playlist um, yeah electronic music is what i listen to when i work out yeah um check out nerd with dre and jeff wherever jeff may's podcasts are found that is true you can listen to it on the patreon you can also listen to it for free on here and i'm guessing that is dre that <laughs> did that one shout out to huey steven's looking for a new job everybody hire steven steven update your update your producer name to tell us what kind of work you're looking for <laughs> uh shout out to bart fartigan patrick dore at av foundry jennifer fendelander av foundry by the way that's the guy that sent me the um the Grizzler. Oh, cool! The Master of the Universe, stuff. the variant. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, shout out to Jennifer Fenderlander, bodacious, big bad, bouncing, bollock bonanza, jumping rope, still a sport. Jeff not liking it, still a fact. Maine, more than Stephen King. You ever been? <laughs> no, but I want to. How what was the farthest you traveled when you were up in Pennsylvania? Um, how, how far north did you go? I went to I went to um, Massachusetts. Oh. Um, I, I lived in New York for a little bit. Why'd you go to Massachusetts? I uh, visited a friend oh. um, from art school. She uh, her parents owned a, a house up there. Oh. Uh, so no, just a friend. Fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I meant owning a house. Oh yeah. My, my generation can't buy one. <laughs> we can't afford them. <laughs> um, shout out to Big Booty Boy for twenty sixty nine. Ricky Cilantro, Null and Void, Koi Farm, Art and Mentoring, Ball House. You get the Aldo Vargas rookie card, everybody. <laughs> R.I.P. Don West. Um, shout out to follow my dog's Instagram at Bash Noggins. He's dumb and adorable. Jay, friend of the crows, demands a crow emoji. Hashtag join the murder. <laughs> and uh, Jose can say cat. Uh, so shout out to all those producers. If you are a producer that uh, signed up and your name didn't get called, you, you message me on, on Patreon, man. You, you, you got to do this. I, I can't. I can't do this for you. Um, but yeah. Uh, and again, patreoncom Jeff May. You get early uncensored episodes to the shows. And if you sign up for this one, I'll read your damn name. Uh, now going back, because uh, you went to from the guru del toro and now you did guru askew yes with kevin smith yeah was guru del toro did you 
did you make the print? Because you work with Kevin Smith now. Like you've done with him. You yeah um, yeah. I it, with him it started. I did um, when Loot Crate was a thing. Uh, I they they I had a friend there that was the art director, um, and uh, I did some boxers of Jay, Jay and Son Bob boxers. So Kevin didn't really know me per se, but like I met him at one of these events, and I'd be like, hey, I did your boxers. <laughs> So, and then like, you know, basically kind of like hire me for other shit. And, uh, that's how, how that kind of sort of like, uh, spiraled. So when I did the toy, then I had like a bigger thing be like, Hey, I did a toy of you. And then that's when, um, you know, so he didn't know the toy was coming. No, he need he, he approved it. Okay. It's just like me as the designer, you know, as like the artist behind it, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, uh, you know, like, uh, what it what, what sideshow did took care of like a lot of like the you know the permission and all yeah. that stuff because so, so again we have six arms six arms and we have uh, a microphone for i'm guessing but a combination of podcasting and performing live right podcasting uh, and his live shows yeah you have the bong saber from jay and silent bob a yeah. clerk's script a um uh like a bullhorn yeah for directing with for, with with swearing for his yeah. directing yeah. uh a a joint that's also Jay as a ghost. I like, I like to call it a puff of Jay. A puff of a Jay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and a movie. And a movie. Yeah. Um, and so you did that. And, and so obviously that's a collection of all the, yeah. a lot of the stuff these that guru, he's done. Yeah. These gurus essentially are like a, what I think are representation, representation of my heroes, like of these people that I admire, like of their careers. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so for Kevin, it's just kind of sort of like, you know, I had to make sure like it represented like all the things that he does. Cause he's such a multitasking entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, he's always jumping to one thing or the other. He, when he realized that point where like, Oh, I'm not just going to be a director. I'm just going to be Kevin Smith for a living, you know? Mm-hmm. So him as a persona. So, um, and I also, I wanted to put the buddy Christ, uh, heart in the middle, uh, just yep. cause, just cause also, um, he had survived the heart attack. So I was like, oh, he like did. so, um, yeah, no, and he, Kevin was a huge influence on me from the nineties, uh, to now. I mean, like, um, I, if I ever get to make movies, I wanted them to be a com- combination of like super, the supernatural element of Guillermo with like the indie indie emotional gut diy from, yeah from kind of chasing a personal yeah, clerks. that indie the indie movie scene that you saw yeah with clerks and yeah. chasing amy well we won't we won't mall rats i wouldn't classify that but he's also got the mall rats hat well the, like the like, bat hat like jason lee would always say uh clerks is a film mall rats is a movie <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's a great way of putting it yeah you did some interesting colorways you did a gummy Red yeah. for like an edible, right? Redible, yeah. Um, redible is what yeah. it's called. You yeah. did a black and white, yeah, style, the, which of, is the like the the normal version, yeah, because yeah. it's clerks, clerks and black yeah. and white. You think of that, yeah. and then but you also did, and this is the one that I think is really fun, yeah, a flocked. It looks like weed. It looks like weed, but I can also put it next to my moss man, so it's great. Sure, yeah, moss <laughs> or, man and panthor. Yeah, my, my yeah. flocked collection. Yeah, so that 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 flocked one. I mean, so do you have a bunch of these at your house, like that you have in boxes? Uh, I you know it's funny because like a lot of these, especially the mall rats, I did like there were so many color variations that I don't like. I some of them just kind of keep like in my storage just because I yeah. I ran out of like you know display room, and I I usually try to like um, occupy a lot of the stuff that I look at. Uh, being other, being other artists and besides myself, when, yeah. when you make one of these, say yeah. you design one of these, yeah, do you you get 
like I know with like making a comic book, for example, like you get what they call comps. They'll yeah. send you yeah. so many copies of the book for you to like sign or sell or yeah. have in your collection. So do they do that when you make a statue like this? Yeah, usually like it depends from company to company. Like some companies will send you more than others. But yeah, I usually get like sometimes like two or three of of that. Of each one. So, so, okay, so it's not a lot, but it's. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. enough for me to if I want to, you know, gift one or if i want to like but you'd you know, have to buy more i have to buy if more, you want yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fun yeah yeah and you know and some of them sometimes you get a royalty so there's different deals that you can make with all of them and stuff so okay yeah do you uh, get those good deals yeah uh i i mean i try it depends it depends like with a company you know well if it's a company that you've worked with several times yeah 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 i uh, mean like i because obviously like you know naming names is not a thing that I feel necessarily comfortable right, with. Like this right. company, that company. But if right. it's a company that you return to, does the deal get better? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Noted. Yeah. Uh, so that now when, cause I've seen you with Kevin in photos at different events a lot lately. Yeah. Like, yeah. like in, in situations where it, I, I was almost like, and I think I've even commented, I'm like, it's like you're chronicling his life now because I'll yeah. see you post these. You're like, oh, it was great being at this event with Kevin. And yeah. it's you guys holding up the, the guru askew piece again. Yeah. Well, I, I call, I call 2022 my Kevin Smith year because I was also, um, it was my year when I was 37. So 37 is an They're, important number. It's a very the, clerk's number. <laughs> very clerk's number. So I, I, I just decided. I've been alive for 37 years yeah. in a row. <laughs> so I just decided, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run with it. Like Kevin was gracious enough to just keep giving me projects and work. And I'm just like, I'm just going to run with it. And like, and also I showed up to a lot of those events because Kevin's so busy. I wanted to um, promote the figures because there wasn't a lot of like promotion happening uh, from, you know, other ends and things. So you it know. is very hard yeah. with large companies that produce a lot of things yes. to get attention. No, absolutely. And, uh, and, 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 but it goes to my personality. I've always been that way. It doesn't matter what company, yeah. like if I'm not seeing the results that I want to see, I make that go out and make those. I'm, yeah. That, that's, I think that's important. And I'm very familiar with that process and yeah. I'm guessing, uh, very familiar with that process with, with that, with that crew. Yes. Um, where it's like, you're like, Hey, we're, you know, I, this is my lifeblood. I worked very hard on this. Yeah. How come it's getting buried? And you're like, Oh, well it's because this thing that I, a lot of people spent their whole year on one project or whatever, yeah. and they all need equal. Yeah equal representation it's so you're like yeah i do got to get out there yeah. and you are really good at that yeah. you got out there with you know guillermo del toro you got out there with kevin smith and then sometimes there'll be projects that are related to the same person and you pitch to, to you pitch it to the same company and you want to keep it in the family and mm -hmm. then they say no to you but then when you make it with another company they get they get slightly upset at you for doing it with another company Let them. so so you know so it's i, I just for me, when somebody, you know, what I'm trying to say is like when somebody tells me no, it's more of an incentive to even double down to figure it out and, yeah. and doing, doing it even more. Because for me, no, I kind of like, um, I admire people that are self-starters like, um, Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, McFarlane, yep. uh, Magnola, all these independent guys are kind of my heroes because, um, you know, they just kind of sort of one of my favorite quotes from McFarlane is like he literally started companies out of spite just to kind of like prove. I, I mean, look, not for nothing, but there's a reason that Jeff has cool friends is Jeff has cool friends. And it's because, you know, I I I thought working corporate was going to be better for me than it was. Yeah. And, and what it did was I I do feel like I was a 
I mean, I was, I did not neuter myself, but I did feel a bit neutered yeah. um, in certain things. And for, for the reasons of protecting hundreds of jobs. Yeah. Um, but, absolutely. but that's not for, you know what I don't like? Yeah. I don't like when people are pundits in this world, when yeah. people are like professional nerds. Yeah. And the only time they talk about something is when they love it. Yeah. And I understand that in LA, you're not going to make friends hating something. I get that. I understand that. But yeah. there's nothing that makes me feel like somebody can't be taken seriously enough than when they everything they've seen is the best thing they've ever seen. Well, exactly. And then uh, another problem is a lot of these um, bigger companies, um, they'll undermine you, you know? Yep. Um, and, uh, the, you know, like I remember one time this one company was like, I uh, was working with this other um you know, celebrity or not celebrity, but somebody that was well, well known that, 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 that I was a fan of, that I was just genuinely a fan of. And, um, they had been dealing with a lot of the correspondence with them. And then once I kind of like became kind of like not a friend, but I, I became friendly with them and I was, I had direct contact with them. They were all of a sudden like, well, how did you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? How did I do that? Like, I just did it. You know, like it was almost kind of like they were like their mind was blown for the fact that I just like didn't need their permission. I they 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 were no longer the middle the middlemen. Oh yeah, know? okay, and, yeah. And I could go directly to this person. So that to me, like I I, I love that because I'm like yeah yeah I, I don't I don't need you. Yeah, it, it's I I recognize and I've talked about this before in the past. I make no qualms about it that I I know I'm never going to be the mainstream yeah. personality that a lot of people will. Yeah. I'm you know in as far as stand up goes, I was not what was a very good flavor at the time. I, I was a little too old and yeah. and very passe. You know, it's fine. Like with podcasting, it's the same thing where like, you know, trying to get on that mainstream and really not, but you know, being an independent person yeah, and trying to make it out on my own, it's obviously hard. Yeah. It's very hard and very stressful. And thank God when, you know, yeah, thank God for Netflix. Uh, but at the same <laughs> time, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah. you're, you're just like, I'm glad that I'm not compromising. Yeah. But at the same time, I sure do wish I had insurance or like, you yeah. know, like, well, no, and I agree. And, you know, and there's been many times where I've worked with these big companies where like, hey, we like the style that you're doing this and we want you to do this person. And I'm like, but I'm not really a big fan of that person. So, you know, and oh, yeah. Would you not do that if somebody was like, well, it's, I'll, I'll pick one that you're you're obviously going to be a fan of so that I'll be like Sp Spielberg. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody was like, we, we want you to do Steven Spielberg. And uh, so let's say you did not like Steven Spielberg. And I, I picked somebody that you had to like because yeah. I'm not going to pick a divisive art, you know, yeah. director that you couldn't, you might not like. Right. So, and you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, Universal I or whoever, but I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Like, would you not do it? I, I think if I think if the director was like interesting enough and like if, if I was a little ignorant and didn't know full like their, you know, their filmography, I would maybe think about it yeah. and like look into it. Like, for example, like somebody like uh, Jordan Peele, who I don't feel has done enough stuff yet. Yeah, it would be to, a lot of Key and Peele sketch. Yeah, yeah. Um, things, um, yeah. It would just be the Gremlins too. Sketch for yeah. me. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, or the Ray Parker Jr. one's f fantastic. So good. Uh, but, um, you know, but it was so it would. I wouldn't say no right away. Uh, for me, sometimes as an artist, I think 
that's the challenge is to, you know, yeah. take a project and be how, how you can infuse yourself into it. But there are sometimes I'm just like, if they said like somebody that I just did not care for, I'd be like, nah, like a I'm Paul like, Verhoeven. And, and oh, that would be, be like, that would be amazing. Actually. Right. Yeah. Would yeah, that be great? That would be fucking amazing. Jeez. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it would be for Paul Verhoeven. You know, you'd have, you know, you'd how, have the RoboCop hand. Yep. Starship maybe trooper, with a spike, the starship trooper with a, uh, a yeah, a starship trooper bug, with bug, um, bug hand. Would you do a bug with a bug arm yeah, as opposed to the hand with like the starship trooper gun? Oh yeah, I would do the bug. Uh, do the bug. You do the bug one. Um, um, then what? A showgirls? It would have to be some kind of like a <laughs> feather or something for showgirls. <laughs> showgirls. Uh, what's the, what's the what's the other one? Uh, that he oh um, uh, didn't he do uh, Total Recall? I believe he did. So yeah. what would you do? Like maybe the him holding the little tracer yeah. in or, his hand or, 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 his the, fa- or his face or the, the head, the, yeah, the, 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 the woman's head, the be- get ready for a surprise. Head. Yeah. 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 Um, um, you know, what I would love to do is John Carpenter. Oh, and John Carpenter would be great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let's, anyways, yeah. John, so, hold on. Not, not just anyways though. Cause yeah, yeah. now, now, okay. It's too easy. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say like, I do have like, you know, I don't want to say like that. I'm, I'm, uh, I have like a lot of restrictions, but I do have like, I, I do want to do something that I can, that's going to be somewhat personal to me. So Guillermo and Kevin were very personal yeah. to me because they were legit like heroes of mine and they still are like, you know, yeah. gr- growing up. So it has to be connected to me in some way. Like I was telling you, but the Ghostbusters show, like I was done doing gallery shows, but because I'm so, I have such an affinity and love fan, for yeah. Ghostbusters, even though it's a franchise and stuff like that. I, for me as a fan, I wanted. Yeah. You're you know, allowed to love a franchise. So, so, you know, so now I'm thinking John Carpenter, right? Yeah. So like what, what we put in the hands, would you do a, a, a pumpkin um, I already, or a knife or the knife? I, I already did. A, a have you did the design? I, okay. I, can, I let me a, guess. All right. So you're going to have Halloween yeah. represented. And I would assume that would be either through a butcher knife or yeah. a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. So it's, it's the knife. The butcher knife. Yeah. Okay. I would assume it's going to be the thing. Yeah, he's got a thing fucked up on. Okay, him. I was gonna. Yeah. Don't tell me what it is. I want to guess what you would okay, do. Okay, okay, okay. So thing, uh, the thing, and we do that. I'm going to guess Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Okay, so Big Trouble in Little. Okay, so I'm three for three. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess that it would be. I think the gun is too easy. So it would be. Would it be like an electricity hand or something or? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can tell me if I'm wrong, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No. One I'm going to guess is sunglasses for they live. He, he He's wearing sunglasses. Okay. Yes. He's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. So that's not one of the hands though. No. Okay. So it wouldn't be one of the hands. Um, escape from New York. Yes. The, the watch and the gun. Okay. And that's one of the hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that's four. Uh, so that's four. Now I'm trying to think of what so like okay, because John Carpenter's uh, movies are but hold on, they're they're yeah. so. I'll help you. I'll, I'll I'll do. I'll I'll help you with one because it's a little bit more like not. It's, I don't want to say it's like lesser known, but uh, one of them is the fog. The fog. Okay, the fog. So you know? so it's kind of like the a remake. Fog, like uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I had a friend that worked on that movie, yeah. and she was like, "This movie's gonna be so bad." It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the director was taking a lot of uh, liberties. Well, you know, John uh, Carpenter just laugh, laughs to the bank because he gets royalties. Uh, yeah. Money, you know, so. he's got, what was it? There was a great tweet that was about um, the two OTOR viewpoints of Alan Moore and John Carpenter, where Alan Moore is just like, do not touch my thing. Don't give me any money. Don't contact me about it. Yeah. I don't want to know. Keep your money. And John Carpenter was like, oh, that'll just give me more money for weed and video games. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. that's why you know when people like uh, complain about those Rob Zombie movies, which I've never seen, but yet I know they have they have their fan base. Mm-hmm. I'm sure John Carpenter is like, that's fine, keep getting a paycheck. So, yeah. John Carpenter, the last one. I hope it's not vampires. No. Okay, because that's that one's it's, that it's, one's. It's mostly all his eighties. Is it uh, one of the, like the Prince of Darkness run? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's a trilogy, right? Prince of Darkness, and then there's that one with Sam Neill. Uh, the, at the, the at the mouth of madness. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird one. Which is it, he was I you know it was kind of his way of doing it. The mountains of madness. It's yeah. I love I love that. I love that he's he was very Lovecraftian in his stuff. I mean the thing is so Lovecraftian. Yeah. I love. Oh, and sorry on that note, and that's the third Del Toro movie that he needs to make at the mountains of madness. In the uh, mountains of madness. So yeah, I could see that. Frankenstein, Hellboy three at the mountains of madness. Those three. Um, I love that John Carpenter did Memoirs of Invisible Man. Oh my as god, as like his big studio movie that he was gonna do yeah. and he fucking hated it and he he hated Chevy Chase um, I mean and he never says out loud that he hates Chevy Chase but right. like yeah. I forget who the oh Sam Neill is also in it and He's, he was just like there was one actor that I didn't get along with and I'm not gonna name names and then he immediately made another movie with Sam Neill and never contacted Chevy Chase yeah and it's not hard plus everybody that works with Chevy Chase tends to hate him well I mean the biggest biggest known and it, it breaks my heart because I love Dan Aykroyd is nothing but trouble Oh man, that Chevy movie Ch- is so bad. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, it's funny because uh, I was looking. What was I looking at? Uh, body bags. Yeah, that's that was an interesting one that John Carpenter got to participate. I think in. he had a lot of fun doing that because he yeah. acted in that. Yeah, you know? and like, um, and it was kind of like short, short little stories. Yeah. So, um, uh, so for the regular episode, we're about to wrap up. Okay. Um, for those of you that are patrons, I've got great news for you. Uh, Shogun's going to stick around. We're going to do a little Patreon bonus uh, uh, conversation where we're going to talk about working in the licensed Netflix world. Uh, and we're going to talk about what it must be like seeing your things show up in a very popular uh, pop-up. So uh, for those of you that uh, want to hear more from Shogun, uh, please follow him on social media at Shogun. Chogrin, yeah. All See, social media, Chogrin. It's C- Chogrin, right? Because I've been saying Chogrin. Chogrin, yeah. And it's Chogrin. Okay, yeah, it's I'm Cho- sorry for no, saying your no, name. No, no, it's fine. It's 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 all, it's all good. So. C-H-O-G-R-I-N. You can also go to Chogrin.com, uh, and again, spelled the same way, where you can see the art and projects of Joseph Game. Is it Game or Game? It's Game. It's Game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I tried to be like, how would they say this in Ecuador? No, it's funny. Ecuador. Because then, because when I moved here, that was, it was like always the opposite. Like they would butcher it in, in Ecuador. And then they would like, when I moved here, it was like, they'd be like, are you sure it's not Gomez? I'm like, I'm pretty sure what my last yeah, name is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that. Uh, anything else to um, promote? You got any projects coming up that you want people to look for? Yes. Um, uh, my friend, uh, Andrew Bowser just came out with a movie that's premiered at Sundance last night, uh, called Onyx the Fortuitous oh. and the Talisman of Souls. And I did a toy for him. You uh, did do a piece. Um, uh, and that's, uh, available right now at fortuitousfilms.bigcartel.com. Yeah. And I think you can also access that at onyxthemovie.com as well no, or you can no. see more about onyx you yeah. can see more about onyx on social media yeah, yeah and that is a very unique piece by the way and of yeah. all this if i had had more time we would have talked about that too because it's a very very interesting piece yeah and it, you can see it on children.com you can also see what it looks like as well yeah uh, along with all the other pieces that you do you have a very nice curated easy website to follow thank you uh in which the first thing you would see is what we're going to talk about in the next uh oh. uh in that so um other than that uh if you want to hear more from me of course you 
you can uh, check out uh, Jeff has cool friends at patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you get ac- early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content. Um, and you can also hear uh, Patreon exclusive shows like Ugg Fine. You can hear mutually exclusive shows uh, like uh, Nerd with Dre Alvarez, which you can also get for free. Now, uh, you can also hear uh, Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. And you can also, you laughed at that. That's funny. Uh, and as well as Unpopular Opinion and You Don't Even Like Sports, both on the Unpops Network. If you want to see me live, Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past on Magnolia in beautiful Burbank, California. And... If you are in Massachusetts, I'm at Redemption Rock Brewery Wednesday, February 22nd at 7.30 for Jeff Has Cool Friends, the live show. That is a live stand-up show. I kept my tickets cheap. They're still under 20 bucks. Uh, I do everything I can to make myself accessible and easy uh, when I go home. You get that one show. Uh, Other than that, um, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I love you. Bye. Hey everyone, our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.